0: Welcome back to the Adventure Geeks podcast. This is Eric, Ray, Ian. And thank you all for returning again, once again. After a, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be like an old, old joke. That's not so much hilarious anymore. Let's well, just yeah. say we all got big boy jobs, and we are, you know. After a hiatus, we're back again. Yep.
1: Who knows how long this time? You
0: know, we're gonna be random. We're gonna be sporadic. We're gonna be. <laughs> we're gonna be just a surprise all the time, and every time we come back, it's just gonna be. As entertaining uh, as the last time. Better than ever. Better than ever, that's right. So this week, we got a few things we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about some superhero stuff, some animation stuff, some anime stuff, and hopefully torturing Ian a little bit with his my his his whole DC universe going on over there. Leave me alone. And yes, you heard that right. We are all together once again, in person, Cheers. all in the same place. Yeah. Up to more shenanigans like usual. (laughs) So we're going to start off. Well, the three topics we have today, we're going to be talking about Demon Slayer, which I've been aching to talk about for a while. The anime. Mm -hmm. I have also read the manga. Ray's also read the manga, but we'll stick with the anime. Um, And then we're going to talk about Across the Spider-Verse that released, what, last month?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And then we're going to talk about overall the state of I guess superhero movies and more specifically the state of the DC universe now that the Flash has released in theaters and didn't do so well box office wise. So I guess what we'll do is we'll start what do you guys want to start off with?
1: Start with Demon Slayer. Alright.
0: I'm I'm interested. I care. know you've
1: been itching to talk about it.
0: Oh for a while. I I, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think the the plot is relatively simple, but I think the beauty in it is the individual character development and their backstory. The animation, again, is beautiful, and I don't remember off the top of my head which animation studio did it. I want, I want to say MAPPA, but that's usually my go-to for her. No,
1: it's not MAPPA. It's, uh... Give me one second.
0: Yep. <clears throat> now, Demon Slayer right now just finished up their third season... Um it is done by Ufo Table. Ufo Table Inc. That's the animation studio and it's based off of the manga written by stay tuned for a second. I didn't come prepared this time. I've been kinda drinking and eating junk food all day.
1: A bit sporadic. Most of them are uh, hitting your dog right now. Exactly. Oh I hate stormy. Good boy. Uh written by haro Gotoge. There you go. And I'm not sure if he does the art for that, too. I think he does. I want to say... Yeah, it, it's written and
0: illustrated by him. And I want to say that manga's only been out for... Since, like, 2013? 2014?
1: Uh, it's been out since 2016. 2016. And 13. it 18. ended in 2020.
0: Yeah, and it's 26 volumes.
1: 23.
0: Yeah, you're right. 23. I'm just... Hitting all sorts of home runs today.
1: <laughs> Probably all that sun you got today. Yeah,
0: that sun, man. But I, I personally binged that entire manga, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, but the anime it just finished up its third season, which was um, the Swords Swordsman the Village. Yes, yeah,
1: Swords. Sh-
0: wow, English is hard today. Swordsmith Sword village, village Arc. arc. Um, announced for another season, obviously, um, with the uh, Hashira training arc followed by the Infinity Castle arc. I don't know how they're gonna do it because those the Hashira training arc is pretty short, yeah, and it leads right into the Infinity Castle arc. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if they just do that into like a like just a movie or not. But anywho, um, overall thoughts, Ray, about
1: Demon's Slayer? Uh, well, I think, well, if we're talking about seasons, this season was the least episodes. Because this one had 11. Um Season 2, I think, had, like, 18 or something. And then season 1 well, was, season like, Season 1 a lot. was, like, 26. Yeah, season 1 was a lot. So, but I mean, season 2 was technically the Mugen Train arc and mm-hmm. the Entertainment District arc. So it was, like, two arcs in one.
0: Yeah, they could have easily probably than two separate seasons for that
1: that wanted yeah. You. yeah, no, I mean, I think it's really good. I don't even... Like, I remember... I think I started the anime first before I read the manga, and then, like, I started on, like, a whim. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool, and, like, I never heard, like, anyone talk about it or anything, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me uh, try this one out, so... And then as soon as I was done with the first season, I immediately went to the Shonen Jump app, and I just read the rest of
0: the manga. I I think binged the entire first season, realized how good it was, I'm like, I gotta read the manga to see where this ends up. And then Ray was kind enough to buy me the entire set so I could oh. read it, so I binged it in two days. Um and just fell in love with it. Uh, Ian, overall thoughts, I know you haven't watched too much of it, but yeah, it's good. It's got typical showing. Shonen things I mean is
1: uh, not the main character Always cry
0: It's not it's, the main character It's Zenetsu That cries all the time Right Whatever Wow Your your input is Lacking So It's been a long day Well a typical Shonen Show though Doesn't have Nearly as much Blood as this one No This one is I mean I'm not one to talk about Ranking the maturity Of of, of animes Because I'm so fresh on it But I would definitely say It's not like Your typical kid Shonen jump anime Well doesn't, kid, doesn't he come back And he finds his entire family Has been killed Except for his little susur- Right so, so, the, so the concept is They're in I believe Japan It's Japan And yeah. Tanjiro Belongs to this family Of coal miners And he comes back One day from From get, Gathering um, Or selling coal In the village mm-hmm. To find out that His entire family Has been slaughtered by demons Minus His little sister <laughs> His little sister Excuse me Nezuko yep. Come to find out that Nezuko was infected by demon blood and, and now becomes a demon And the entire show is based on Him essentially his, his essential motivation is To figure out how to turn his sister back into a human Yep And he goes through all of these Different phases of finding out what his true purpose is other than protecting his sister protecting humanity figuring out his lineage figuring out his lineage and what um i don't want to say combat style but yeah like breathing style that's the best way to put it yeah um because in this anime for those of you who haven't seen it um it's almost like Avatar meets swordsmithing. We're talking
1: about Avatar: The Last Airbender, not
0: right, not blue not the Avatar. purple, not the blue people. Um the line, but essentially, so like, like there's sun breathing, there's water breathing, there's fire breathing, bug breathing, mist breathing, beast breathing. Did everything change from the Fire Nation attack? Well, <laughs> you could say the Sun Nation, because <laughs> every. Every skill branched off of sun breathing, but yeah, the, essentially, then he ends up joining the Hashira, which is a like the elite of the demon slayers, and basically it's humans versus demons. Demons come out at night and can't come out during the day, and they're 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 basically pitted up against this foe called um, Muzon I forgot his. Muzan Kibuchi. Yeah. Thank you. My my <laughs> Japanese isn't that great. Really and even Japanese. even the uh, the demons they fight along the way have their own kind of like combat style. And I the, what really kind of stuck out to me most, other than the animation and how colorful it is, is the fact that like they're powers kind of come from their breathing techniques which is pretty cool um and it kind of like it's true in real life that like breathing exercises and practicing breathing styles actually does give you like enhancements in other areas so like i don't know if any of you know about um what the fuck was his name the the hoff technique it's a guy who basically trained himself himself to breathe in like extreme temperatures and he can withstand like Hmm. hyperthermia and shit like his body has actually fought off hyperthermia because of the breathing techniques and essentially his method um though I know in recent media has kind of gotten negative negative slack but um why because a girl tried it and, and basically drowned herself but he, I feel like that's not on him though. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. But basically he practiced this like hyperventilation technique to heat up his body body to combat hyperthermia. Going off on that small little tangent, <laughs> essentially it was I I really enjoyed how the characters in this show used breathing styles to bring out like their different combat techniques. It's almost like how Jedi like use meditation to find the center of the force. It's pretty cool. I, I like that kind of like spiritual connection there. So which Jedi uh, would it be? Which what? Which, which Jedi would he be? Oh, I'm a Sith all the way, man. Come on, come on. I got a dark side. But essentially, then Tandro Tond- Tandro meets up with his like two sidekicks. One of them is Netsu, who's pretty. He's the whiny crybaby guy that has hissy fits all the time but uses lightning breathing which is cool but his true power comes out when he's fast asleep yeah. and then he has inosuke who is this guy who wears a boar yep. helmet or boar mask or whatever and right. he practices beast breathing which interestingly enough he's self-taught and he's the only one that knows beast breathing yeah and his swords are pretty cool because he chips them himself so it's got like almost like a chainsaw type type blade on it but um i think the beauty of this i i i know i'm on a tangent here but the plot isn't like too complicated which is fine it's basically good versus evil but the beauty i think of the show is the fact that they go into a lot of the characters traumatic backstories so like even when, the, even the demons. Yeah, too. when they when they defeat a demon, you see like their tragic backstory of what happened to them before they died, and arguably could be the reason why they were brought back by Muzan to um, become a demon. I don't want to spoil it because I want to talk about that season that <laughs> comes up. But my favorite is Akaza, who's upper three, which I totally forgot to mention the ranking system, but. Yeah, the demons have a ranking system. Yeah, they're split up into upper 6 and lower 6. Upper 6 has the most amount of Muzin blood in them, and are considered the strongest. And then lower 6 are the weaker demons that are ranked. But upper 3, Akaza, is probably my favorite backstory for a demon. And each of them look really different, too, which helps, but... I'm done with my tangent if anybody wants to chime in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think one of the really cool things is that each of the, like, Hashiras and even, like, the Demon Slayer core, everyone kind of has their own personality. Like, everyone's not just the same, like, oh, I'm a samurai, this is what I do. Like, this is all, like, like each of them has, like, their own personality, like... uh Like, Rengoku is, like, the, the Fire Hashira. Flame Hashira. Flame Hashira. And he, like, you know, he's just proud of himself and wants to do the best he can be. And then, like, you know, there's the, um... I forgot, uh... Who's that guy who looks like a monk? Which, which Hashira is that one? Is that the Stone Hashira?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's
1: just like he's got like prayer beads around his arm, his neck, and he holds is it prayer Hamidun? beads. Yeah, maybe. And just like the design for each of them is just really cool because mm-hmm. like everyone has their own personality, pretty much. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the cool parts too is how they interact
0: with one another, and the standout is how they start to open up and trust Nezuko because she's a demon, and their like job is to eliminate all demons, so. To have, kind of, Nezuko in part of their ranks because of Tanjiro.
1: Yeah. Um, But the, like, the head of the Demon Slayer Corps, I forgot his name. I don't remember off the top
0: of my head, but he's kind of blind. He's scarred across his face.
1: Yeah. Um, But he, like, he immediately, like, tells them not to, like, like, when they first capture him and Nezuko, like, he's immediately, like, telling them not to kill her. Yep. And because he knows that there could be some good.
0: And essentially, I I kind of compared a little bit to Tokyo Ghoul in the sense that, you know, these demons are feeding off of humans because that's what they need to survive. So, like, they're not doing it because they're just bad things. They're doing it because they need it to survive. And for every human they make, eat the more powerful they become. I mean, that's kind of like basic amongst a lot of different mediums, but um, what's interesting about Nezuko, though, is she gains power by sleeping. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to spoil too much beyond what we've already talked about, but the manga and the way it ends was, I think, really well done, but it's one of those things where they literally could have branched out and, like, blown it up and done so many different spin offs, but they chose not to, which I think is a really good. Yeah. Because they, like, the world is, like, narrow, but also really, like, you could branch out if you wanted to. And they just chose not to, and I think I appreciate it more because of that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice that they didn't do that. I mean, they could definitely do more. I think they did a, uh, if I remember correctly, there was, like, a small little mini series that came out that was based off of, um, I think the Water Hashura. On Tomioka? Yeah. Yeah, there was a, uh... I guess there's a been, like, a couple spinoffs that... So there's one on Tomioka. Um, there's one that has, like... Uh, there's one that's about Rengoku.
0: Oh, wow. And I like. I missed that. I know there was, like, mini side funny stories with... Zanetsu, Tanjiro and Zunetsu but
1: yeah but I mean like those are the only two like real ones like there's a bunch of different ones that like came out there's one that's like focuses on Rengoku's first mission that came out like when the when the movie came out and but I mean other than that there's it's really good it's like it's 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 gotta be at least in my top ten
0: I was gonna say it's it's a very linear but very filled out storyline
1: yeah
0: and in the manga it it seeks out to the end I mean the the anime itself has been I don't think there's really been any filler episodes no like it's been pretty kind of much just up. straight up overall I want to say it's I mean it's one of my favorite anime so far it's definitely in my top five
1: I think they definitely did a a good way to like film the the Mugen Train arc as like a movie because mm-hmm. that was really cool the way they did it. Um, I know, like, I went and saw it in theaters a couple times, and it was like really good. But like, it's just, a, just such an interesting way to do that because normally, yeah. normally, animes do like movies that don't really like tie into anything, and this one tied in completely.
0: And wasn't it? Was it just like that? They combined a bunch of the episodes from the season to put it well, into they, the movie? Well, they they made
1: the movie and then they split oh, it, split in it in up into episodes. In
0: episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Overall,
0: I'm into it. It's pretty. Character development oh, yeah, it's beautiful. is beautiful.
1: I actually ended up buying a couple of art books. It's it's, oh, it's
0: I, some of the finest anime behind like Attack on Titan.
1: Yeah, I ended up buying a couple art books from Japan just because it was just so beautiful. Like, And, like, the art's just so good. Like, I would... Like, the art book I have, Like, I would just use every single one of those as, like, a poster because it's so beautiful.
0: Overall? I mean, I got nothing much to say. It left me speechless at times. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's the, a lot
1: of parts where you're like, oh, shit. The
0: end, the... The Battle of the Entertainment District arc is like some of the, not so much even the best anime, but the best like fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah,
1: UFO table really brought it with that. It was
0: um, incredible between like the building up of the battle to the characters um, involved in the battle to like the sequences between, um, I forgot the female demon's name, but. Gutaro was the, the male up, upper rank demon and then having that be like the first time that Zenetsu, Inosuke, and Tandra were all, all kind of like on the same page fighting. Yeah. Oh, it's It was just unbelievable. That's like one of those things where I go back and just rewatch that fight over and over again because of how good it is.
1: And the interesting thing with UFO Table is they've only been around since like 2000 so like the fact that they've had, like, that quality animation coming out, like, even after looking at their, like... I was, I was gonna, gonna th- say,
0: what else have they worked on?
1: Yeah, looking at their page here, like, I mean, they worked on, uh, the Fate Zero series, Fate Stay Night series, um, a few of the, like, Tales of Tales of Symphonia series, so, like, they've done a few things here and there, but I really think that they just, like, Bring this, it for...
0: So this is like their big one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really just bring it for this. And I mean, a lot of people will will say it's only good because it's pretty looking, but I mean, literally everything about it, maybe minus the plot line, is like...
1: Did you end up buying the video game? I looked at it,
0: but I didn't really like the gameplay style, so I didn't... I kind of stayed away from that. I don't really like yeah, the... Yeah, it
1: was, it was alright. I ended up buying.
0: Because I don't really like fighting games where it's, like, I don't know, it's, like, open and then it's, like, 360-degree fighting. Yeah. But, you know, overall, I want to give it a 9 out of 10. It's up there.
1: Yeah, I'd say a 9 out of 10 would be 8.
0: And if they stay true, and I, going back to the anime versus the manga thing, I don't think it's really derived a whole lot from the manga at all. I haven't seen any drastic changes in it. So. Ian, I highly recommend. Oh, that's the worst.
1: Yeah, I'm ending up going, I'm going to end up watching the stage play on the 18th. They I have, w- uh, I wish
0: I was off for that.
1: I think they're doing the, I want to say the first two arcs, like the mountain training arc and the Mugen train arc. Yeah thought they had the entertainment district arc in there too but I'm not 100% sure. See I know I
0: have I know what happens in the Swordsmith Village arc I just haven't watched it yet but I mean even in the manga I really enjoy the entertainment district the most out of these four arcs Mm -hmm. technically.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah so this is going to be basically it's a it's the live uh, stage production of Demon Slayer And They do a live reading Of the story And it's gonna be the Mugen Train arc And the Entertainment District arc
0: uh, <laughs> I wish I was off Well I'm technically off that day But I work at the Crack Ass of The day before and the day after
1: Yeah But yeah no it looks really good So I'm 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 excited to, excited to watch it Was it at the Civic Center? No, that's it's a it's a showing, so they're gonna it's recorded and they're gonna show it at the theaters. Oh, oh, the gotcha, theater,
0: gotcha, so. gotcha.
1: Cool. Okay.
0: Any last thoughts on Demon Slayer, gentlemen?
1: Uh, nine out of ten, man. Nine out of ten. It's up there. It's up there. You'll we'll see. How?
0: You. And now that we've concluded with Demon Slayer. We are going to move on to Across the Spider-Verse, which came out, what, a month or so ago? June. June? Okay. I actually ended up taking myself out on a date to watch this movie because I unfortunately was unable to see it with these gentlemen.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Ian was a, I don't know what word I have to describe him and not seeing that movie right now. but I have a strong worth ethic to my job. Oh my god, here we go. We all have jobs. We all have stressful jobs. We all have important jobs. I won't fucking hear it. Um, obviously, this is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse in part two of three. Um, overall, I really freaking enjoyed it. I think there's a lot more of an emotional story to this one than the first one. And they definitely explore, Sony Pictures definitely explored more animation styles to mix into this. I think this if anything it's a fucking work of art. Like just looking all the, at all of the the different animation styles they blend into it and how they use certain color palettes to express emotions in the characters is just brilliantly done. Um, I'll be curious to see how this whole story concludes in the next part, but overall, I think it was fantastic. Did you enjoy the issue with Miles? Did you think that was a good... A good um, what issue with Miles? That, mechanically, he was never supposed to be Spider-Man? I mean, we'll get to that plot point in a minute, but um, overall
1: thoughts, though, was... I loved it. It's great. I loved it. I saw it three times. <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, Every single time I got more excited to watch it again. I watched <laughs> it in the D-Box seats. Those are pretty crazy. Can you oh, I was before? say before? What, those um, are wild, man. Are. Is, it, is it really worth the extra money to do D-Box seats? I mean, it depends on what movie. Mm. It, like, I, like all the action stuff that like rolled the seat around and... That's pretty cool.
0: Is yeah. it almost like you were on the Spider-Man ride at Universal Studios?
1: Never been on the Spider-Man ride. Never been to Universal. Oh,
0: Ooh. my God. You're missing out there, That's man. It's the greatest Even ride I've ever been on. We'll have to, we're going to have to take you to Universal Studios to ride Spider-Man now. Trick or treat, smell you, my feet, you, time
1: to blow you off the street. Don't do theme parks, bro. Huh? You're not a ride guy, huh? You only know roller coasters? No, man, I don't do theme parks. It really roller coasters. The only reason I went to Disney this year, or last year, was to get my lightsaber. That was it. You have been to Six Flags? Yeah, but it's boring. <sighs> I, will <laughs> say, I will say I'm
0: will say, I not a fan of Six Flags anymore, but that's just because I worked there. It's boring, man. You've you had like a bad, bad experience, man. It's okay. Universal and Disney, however, are different story
1: it's just like theme parks in general yeah. You I know, the roller coasters I love roller, I, rel- I love roller coasters what if you worked at Disney really you don't seem like a roller
0: coaster guy to me I like roller coasters
1: Ian's always on a roller coaster I am on a roller coaster <laughs> it's because it seems coaster. like it's too much of a pussy to be a roller coaster guy he's <laughs> <Always laughs> the quiet guy that you gotta watch out for <laughs> he's always on a roller coaster of emotions yeah that's true too <laughs>
0: yeah especially when there's whiskey involved. yeah let's not go to the whiskey store Anyway, getting back on track. Um, One of the things I I did love a lot about this movie was the fact that they didn't just focus on Miles. The the first 20 to 30 minutes was solely based on Gwen and the aftermath from the previous movie and how she's dealing with her life and having her father as the police chief. Well, he was always the police captain. Right, but then he started to figure out there was that one point where she was found out by him that she was Spider-Win. And, they ha- and this is, like, what I was talking about earlier about how they show colors mm-hmm. to bring out emotions. There's, like, a standoff between her and her father, and she unmasks herself. And even though it's his daughter, he still goes and tries to arrest her. And it just, the, the shades of, like, blue and purple and red that they bring out in that moment, like, hit the emotional, like, oh. spectrum there. It was great. You could see that his duty to the law was so great that he overcame his emotions to his family. To a degree, yeah. I found that admirable. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole dynamic between, like, then, because then that kicks off her story and, and being... Able to—I forgot what the organization was called, but um, it's basically the organization of spider people, and she goes off and works for them to escape her relationship with her dad because it, he she knows it's like falling to shit, but neither one of them communicate as to like how this came to be and how she felt like a greater responsibility because of the passing of Peter and that, that it wasn't her fault. Yeah that peter died even though she's being blamed for it and just throughout like she was a standout character for me and it was kind of refreshing that we had into the spider verse and it mostly focused on miles's story and then we open up with a completely different character yeah um and then the the opening scene with her fighting this like Renaissance style vulture was really fucking cool and how the animation styles clash with one another because of course we still have these um multiversal porter portals that are opening up and dropping people where they don't belong. And seeing like just the character styles clash with the background was just really interesting and and you have this vulture that has like no tech and it's like very like old school technology.
1: The Renaissance culture?
0: Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And then, of course, later on we have the main, I don't even want to say like, um, yeah, villain, The Spot, who yeah. starts off as like. It's a big criminal. Well, it's like the, the bad guy that wants to be Miles' rival so bad, but he's kind of freaking lame because of the powers that he has. And yeah. then. Throughout the movie, he gains more power by engulfing... What was it called? What was that black energy called? Uh, The something collider. It's like Mm -hmm. negative energy from the the collider from the first movie. Um, And he starts to gain this power and becomes like an actual serious villain. And though he's been kicked around a lot, now he's like... It's almost like fucking the the sidekick from like the Incredibles, how he was thought of as a joke oh. for the for, the whole time, and then he ends yeah, up getting some powers.
1: Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. I buddy. gotta rewatch that. That was a good movie. Right. I never watched the second
0: one. Good. Eh, um, you know, Not much. Yeah. But. Um. Don't spray. <laughs> well, man. I could continue, but I want other people's perspectives. No, I like, I like your
1: perspective.
0: I like Spider Man in India. Spider Man India was definitely yeah. a standout.
1: I think it, like, the whole movie as a whole was just really good. Like, I, there's nothing I didn't like about it. I, like, geeked out at all the Spider Man and the. <laughs> what do they call it? The. Uh, what the? The wood? Wherever their base was in Nuevo York. Oh. I thought they had a name for it
0: other than the way of New york I it, it's basically the main headquarters for all the spider people
1: yeah but like it's like you were saying like even with like all the animation and design like i, I read something saying that they i guess they like started working on it in like 2019 so they've been working on it since then and that I that whole
0: chase scene take like five years to I was going to say, that. that's, yeah. that's what I, I was just going to bring up. That chase scene where Miles was trying to escape the spider people took like five years to do. So um, I, think, I think the question you want to ask is,
1: what was still comfortable with Miles? Why were they trying to chase him? So I was, guess they used like, it says here that they, re, they used like six different animation styles. Um... So, like, with, uh, with Gwen Stacy's universe, they tried to use, like, impressionistic watercolors. And to me, it reminded me of exactly how Robbie Rodriguez did his work for Spider-Man. And <clears throat> there was another one where uh, I guess they basically, like, researched, like, a bunch of old, like, Indian martial arts. To get how India uh, Spider-Man India, like, moved and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. all of his movements to, like, try to get that yeah. down, like, you know, to a science. isn't...
0: Wasn't he voiced by the guy who played, um... the fuck was his name in Eternals? No. No, it was a different? It name? wasn't. It. It's dead cool as Cabby. Oh, that's right. Dope Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I also think it, and I, I thought about this a lot when I watched it, they use the whole aspect of what makes Spider-Man, Spider-Man is losing Uncle Banner Aunt May, and how Miles like, interrupted that for Spider-Man India, and kind of punished him for it, at the, and at the same time, uh... Miles was kind of like an anomaly and wasn't supposed to get bit yeah. by the spider. So it made me kind of think of that what-if episode with Doctor Strange where there's like a fixed point in time that can't be changed. So like Peter Parker, it's Uncle Ben. Doctor Strange, it's losing... What's her face? Christine. Christine. Yeah. So I kind of drew like parallels to that a little bit. But because... Miles was not supposed to get bit by the spider it was supposed to be the Peter Barker in that
1: world yeah which is crazy because like I guess there was like hints of it in the first one too which I didn't even like realize yeah until like a bunch of different parts where like I guess like there's that one scene where like the Peter Parker who dies on his world like spider senses with him Mm -hmm. and you see like the like, the purple, I guess, which is, like, the Earth-42 color. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it was crazy that they planned, like, all of this, like, mm-hmm. from, like, the first movie. Yeah, it, it's...
0: It, it's so well thought out.
1: Yeah. And even, like, I actually really liked the part where they're talking about canon events. And, like, you see, like, all the, like... Like, you see, basically, like, comic book animation live action like all of these like spider-man moments Mm -hmm. that was like oh shit like i don't remember that you know
0: the other thing to note too um and i think this pans out to be a good thing is that they didn't focus like the cameos and whatnot they didn't focus on the ones that were in the previous movie so like i mean spider ham was in it briefly Spider-Man Noir was in it briefly. I don't know if I saw Penny again. She was, she was at the 30 end. Seconds. But, like, they instead decided to really give more screen time to other spider man that you didn't know about. So, like, Spider-Man India. Yeah. You had um, Spider-Woman briefly. You Robbie had... Brown. Huh? Bobby Brown. Spider-Punk. Yep, Spider-Punk was a standout. Of course, Miles again. Um, just kind of, And then Miguel for a little bit. Um, my one... I don't want to say gripe, but what I wanted a little bit more of was to see more of Spider Man Twenty Ninety Nine. They gave him a little bit of time, but I kind of wanted more in exploring what makes him so different than the other Spider Man. Because I don't, I'm gonna pull the disclaimer. I don't know much about Spider Man Twenty Ninety Nine. It's just not a comic line that I got into. Spider
1: Man. I was like. Oh. No Spider-Man 29 so I, just, I never got
0: into Don't be in future for, for sure Yeah but he also has Like different powers too He's got Italians On his claws he's And he's got, got Venom Yep But like he too The the interesting and, and he's He plays An antagonist But not So much a villain Because He at one point Tried everything He could to save His universe And it didn't Pan out that way yeah. Because he He prevented Certain things From happening So he's learned and that's why he's trying to go after Miles, because he's trying to do things that's supposed to happen, or he's trying to prevent things that are (laughs) supposed to happen. English. But I I really wanted to see more of Spider-Man 2099's backstory, but I I guess between, like, introducing the Spider-People, introducing the spot, which is going to be, like, a pivotal character in both this movie and the next movie picking up Gwen's Gwen's, um, backstory and then Miles' backstory and where he ends up going I I get it Um, uh, I just wish I could have seen a little bit more from him Um, and and it it was a little bit interesting that even they um, kind of sidelined Peter B. Parker a little bit too they wanted the focus of the movie though Right, right.
1: But uh,
0: the family dynamic with Miles was more complex and definitely relatable, which I enjoyed. Um, hint: Miles starting to come into mm-hmm. terms with the fact that he is super busy as Spider-Man. That family time is gonna mm-hmm. be less and less, and family mm-hmm. dynamic is gonna be strained for a bit. Um, and hit in like them communicating with one another and of course with his father being the police chief and whatnot. Yeah. and that was the thing that connected all the Peters is that everybody's one of everybody's family members was a police chief and they're supposed to pass away. Like it was destined for spider people to lose their father or family member that was oh, the first yeah that was the police chief because Gwen Lawton was supposed to lose hers. Or strained, and that's part of the reason why she was strained from her father's, because she knew that she was supposed to lose him. Mm-hmm. I digress. It was a great movie. <laughs> I still do kind of like Into the Spider-Verse a bit more, because I do think that, to a degree, it this movie gets a little bit taken out of it because it's a part one of part two. Mm-hmm. Like, I I truly think that you could probably get away with just watching this movie and not Into the Spider-Verse, but you would be foolish not to watch both of them, because they're both fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I do find that it, I almost feel like I'm going to like this movie better when part two comes out, and I can watch them both together.
1: Do you think, uh, do you think part two, like, how this one kind of focused on, like, Gwen, do you think part two is going to open up focusing on, like, Miguel?
0: I think that would be a good way to go. It just all depends on what they're going to do with Miguel. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going to happen because eventually he'll probably bump into the spot and what he doesn't as far as the spot goes. But at the same time, he's also the leader of the spider people. So I would mm-hmm. kind of like to see backstory as to why it's him that he's the leader of everybody.
1: Well, I mean, they kind of explained it. A little bit.
0: But, I don't know, I'd kind of like to um, see it open up with him, just because I think, collectively, it would be fascinating to see each one open up with a different character. I also wouldn't say no to, like, a Spider-Gwen spin-off project.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there is one, but it's like, I guess it's going to be focused on, like her silk and spider woman
0: that's right they did briefly bring in silk a little bit
1: yeah so i think that's what the next thing is but i'd
0: like to i'd like to explore like i don't want to say an origin story but um maybe a little bit of when she and peter were together and Mm -hmm. that stuff happened
1: so i think so it's it's slated to come out next year but i don't think it's gonna come out next year Probably
0: well, uh, the next what is it? The next Spider Verse movie or the Gwen project? Spider Verse movie. I mean, supposedly fi- they filmed them back to back, so.
1: Yeah, but there was uh, something online that they were talking about how uh, I guess like a lot of the stuff that they had to redo, and now with the writers' strike. Yeah. Right. Who knows what's gonna happen? I
0: don't remember. If they announced what the name of it was going to be,
1: it's beyond. It's beyond, beyond the Spider
0: Verse. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, yeah, I didn't
1: know what I was kicking. I didn't
0: know it was a dog. <laughs> yeah, dogs are the. I'm trying to. Standout Spider people. What? I mean, what's your standout Spider person oh, other than? Oh, I thought the main that was cake? like
1: something. Um. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about <laughs> like. I thought Ben Riley was funny. Yeah, Ben, ben Riley, Riley was, was pretty funny. Yeah. Spider-Man India was pretty cool. I like Spider-P- Spider-Pump. spider was, was really cool. Yeah,
0: he was cool. Um, and how he nonchalantly kind of helped Miles.
1: Yeah, and in the, he just... Because, like, that whole, like, sequence when they're walking up to go, like, talk to Miguel. Like, he's just, like, nipping parts here and there. Like, taking pieces. Yeah. And then, like, he was just making his own portal thing anyways. I mean, I think it'd be cool if maybe, like, the next movie opened up on him. Like, that would be cool. I feel like there'd be, like, a waste if they didn't do that. Right.
0: How did you think the ending was with the cliffhanger? I mean... You have to have a cliffhanger, dude. Well, I know, but what are your thoughts on the cliffhanger?
1: I knew there was going to be a second one, so... <laughs> she... I'm not always... The first... So, let me say this. The okay, first night, everyone was hyped. The second night I saw it with a bunch of people, everyone started booing. And then the third night when I saw it, everyone started booing again. But the I... thing is, they announced it was going to be a two-parter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my... I'm
0: completely okay with a two-parter. I'm just not always sold on the main character meets his evil twin Storyline, I'm not really a fan of that, and that's kind of what it leaves off to be. I don't want to say his evil counterpart. He lives on a world where everything's going to shit, and he has to survive. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I don't really like the good twin versus evil twin dynamic. I think it's been overdone, and I don't find it that interesting.
1: I mean, it was kind of cool the way they did it, though.
0: Yeah, and how he's kind of the prowler too. Doesn't prowler doesn't, doesn't even do a well.
1: yeah he's got like braids in his hair and yeah start.
0: but I don't know I, I don't really like that aspect of it uh, obviously it was going to be a cliffhanger but mm-hmm. I don't know I don't really kind of enjoy that that kind of a cliffhanger yeah but to each his own <laughs> I really liked it I eight and a half out of ten I still like the first one better.
1: I think the first one's really good. I think the... I like this one better.
0: I think the first one was revolutionary. And they kind of, like, took that formula and made it better. And gave more perspectives on the Spider-Man story in the second one. But, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse introduced it also.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think... Like, I still think Into the Spider-Verse is really good. But Mm -hmm. I think this one, like, built on that. Like a lot. There was
0: definitely more of an emotional storyline in, in, in the second one for sure. Who knew an animated Spider-Man would do so well? <laughs> well... My last statement here, and I know the spot's in it, but one of the things that stood out to me in this film in general is that it's not like a typical like Spider-Man villain story. So, like, you're not having Spider-Man or Miles go up against, like, Dr. Octopus Mm -hmm. or Venom or the Green Goblin. It's, like, him coming into the whole Spider-Man persona, but also, like, trying to fight off the beliefs of other Spider-Men that are so inclined to their, like, purpose and what they're supposed to be and what... They're expected to lose, and having him come into contact with that and having a disagreement between that rather than just him fighting off against his arch nemesis. That makes sense, or was that too... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I why, You lost me like I went through.
0: So, I, I enjoy how, instead of it just being, like, Spider-Man versus his main villain, it's kind of like a... Conflict between beliefs in the sense that Miles wants to create his own destiny in preventing certain people in his life from dying because his dad is supposed to die because he's a police chief. But here you have all these other spider people who are like, no, you have to lose somebody. That's kind of part of the story.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's how we become spider people. I kind of like the clash of beliefs versus just it being a linear... Here's my hero, here's my villain story. Oh, Miguel, haha, reminds me of a fanatic. Think about it. Like Thanos in Infinity War, right? Oh, we about to fight if you're gonna diss, my boy. But continue.
1: Okay, so for example, Thanos, he believed that the universe was gonna end because of lack like of resources, right? Yep. So he's gonna use the Infinity Stones to reduce half the population. Yeah. But that was the only solution he saw. He didn't think of, he couldn't think of any other solution. Not that he could, couldn't, but he was just so dead set on his ways that his way was the best way, the highway. Then. It had to be. Mm-hmm. Fanatic, Fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Miguel Hara the same way. Like you have to lose somebody to be a Spider-Man. And Miguel, and Miles is like we're already Spider peep- people. We can do both. We can save the ones we love and still save the world. We don't need to lose, like a- Oracle Ben. Yeah, yeah I give that to you. Yeah. yeah. I don't give that to you. I don't know, I think the way, like, even the way they were looking at it, like, the whole time, like, I know that's how, like, it happens, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm just still surprised that, like, Peter B. Parker didn't, like, see it that, like, saw it the Mm -hmm. same way as everyone else.
0: Of all the Spider-Men, he should have seen it the most. Yeah.
1: Which is, I don't know. That was, like, one thing that I was thinking about, is, like, he should have been on Miles inside, like, mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah.
0: And the fact that he, like, was a bench warmer the entire movie, too. Like, he has, what, like, maybe five minutes
1: of screen time, with think? Yeah, but I can understand why, though. I
0: understand why, but...
1: I mean, it's the same reason why Miguel didn't want Gwen in the Spider-League. Cause like she's got too much, too many. She's too close to Miles. Like
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Easter eggs, sir. <laughs> what do we got?
1: Uh. So this article is from Collider. I guess the most obvious one at the beginning was the Comics Code Authority logo. Yeah. Um, which was a regulatory service for comics that started in 1954 and ended in 2011. Um, Earth-65 looks pretty much like the art from the Spider-Gun series by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Uh. How Peter died in Gwen's universe is the same way how he died in Gwen's universe in the comics. Uh, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson across every single timeline, which is kind of funny. Um, the uh, Jessica Drew was pretty. Accurate to the one that was in the regular comics, uh, with the fact that you know she was pregnant and still being Spider Spider Woman. Um, they talked about how Doctor Strange and Peter Parker and the MCU screwed yeah, everything up. I remember, yeah. I remember that. Uh, they talk about Hammer Space, which was mentioned in Into the Spider-Verse, where Spider Ham. Keeps all his gadgets and stuff. Uh, the difference between Genki in here and Genki in uh, the MCU is he's not the guy in the chair. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, Genki was playing Spider-Man on PS Four. That know. was a pretty
0: cool, like Inception type thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the spot. Was the villain in Into the Spider Verse who got hit by a bagel? Uh, Wait, really? Yeah. You didn't know that?
0: I'm Just he was the guy on the first got hit by a bagel.
1: Yeah. He even talks about it. <sighs> that just, was his. I, know, didn't, know I, did, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, he even talked about it.
0: I know. I just it just escaped me. <laughs> in the
1: comics, wasn't there a guy that was making people into dinosaurs? Peter goes, "What the hell?" You're Like a, a scientist, why can't you cure cancer? Yeah, that was uh. Great dinosaurs. uh name, I want to say his name is Stegatron, or yeah. Stegaton. He's an X Men villain. <laughs> um. The spot visits. Uh. One of the first spots he visits is looks like the first appearance in Amazing Fantasy Comics. Uh. The second one was the Lego one, which is pretty cool. Uh. And then the most surprising one was when he pops into the Venomverse. <laughs> he sees Mrs. Chen. Yeah. Um, she was like unfazed by him too. Which yeah, was that was part pretty part. funny. <laughs> um, obviously, Mumbai for Spider-Man India, uh, Spider Punk, uh, New York, which is Miguel O'Hara's uh, twenty ninety nine. Uh, ben Riley.
0: I still like his costume. I know how simple it is.
1: But One of my favorite ones yeah, yeah. was the uh, Donald Glover as MCU's Prowler. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Like, I, hopefully we get to see him in, like, an MCU. Like, cause
0: I tell you what, if we ever get a, a live-action Miles Morales, I bet you we get him.
1: Cause that was that was sick. Like I mm-hmm. like the first night, I freaked out. Like I was like, "Oh my god, finally!" Um, Insomniac Spider-Man is in there, mm-hmm. voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Why want to say Yuri Lowenthal voices someone mm-hmm. in Attack on Titan 2. Hmm.
0: that's that's an interesting uh, yeah. lineup of roles. <laughs> uh,
1: we got Mayday Parker, uh, little baby. Um, they talk about canon events. Uh, the cartoon Spider-Man that appeared. Uh, we got the Spectacular Spider-Man, who was voiced by Josh Keaton. I don't think I ever watched that one.
0: That one was fantastic. Honestly, yeah, I don't
1: think that I was ever watched like,
0: that one. Outside of these two movies, I think I liked the Spectacular Spider-Man. So I remember
1: the one most. that came after it with Drake Bell.
0: Spectacular Spider-Man. I think out of the animated Spider-Man, that's that was the best one.
1: Even out of the original.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't like really uh, that. I, I liked it a lot. I
1: was surprised just to how much I liked it. Uh, when Miles is running through the uh, uh, target practice area, we hear Alfred Molina's voice saying "Hello, Peter," um, and then. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for Easter eggs. And then uh, on to the next one is all the different Spider-Men that are
0: in them. <laughs> the shit ton of them that they're on.
1: Uh, so obviously we talked about Miguel O'Hara, Jessica Drew, Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk, Kavita, Papakar, Spider-Man India, uh, Bombastic Bag Bagman was in it, who was... Uh, the Spider-Man who was wearing a spare Fantastic Four uniform and a paper bag on his head. Um, the Insomniac Spider-Man was there, uh, and from, there's another Spider-Man standing next to him. I don't even know King. who is. No. Oh, you know, I don't know. I can't tell who it is. That would have been cool if Kang
0: was in there, right. like, in the background.
1: Uh, we had, um, The Amazing Spider Monkey. Uh, we had Lady Spider, who was, uh, in the first volume of Spider-Verse. Ben Riley, obviously. Uh, we talked about Mayday, who Spider-Girl. Uh, Spider-Cat. Uh, Spider-Rex, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Peter Park's car. <laughs> I remember that one. It was funny. Uh, Webslinger, the cowboy Spider-Man. Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, I didn't even know that Spider-Man Unlimited was in there.
0: I missed that one.
1: Yeah, I missed that one. Um, Obviously, there was the uh, scenes that had Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it. Uh, Spider-Bite. Spider-Man, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, Sun Spider. Oh, the, she's the one with the uh, the disability in the wheelchair. Um, Spinnerette, who uh, came out of the Spider-Man Renew Your Vows storyline, which Mary Jane became Spinnerette. And I'm sure there is like more of but- them. It, honestly, it's a slog to go through any, there's, any these there's a <laughs> lot of these articles. I mean, I think
0: I don't. You have named some so many of them. I don't know if you said Spider-Man Noir <laughs> and popped up.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he really like. He doesn't really count though, because like he was, he was already in. in it. Yeah, he was already in it. Um. Well, I mean, Lego Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man Yeah. twenty two eleven. Who was the one that? Turned around, who had Miles on his back. Um, Earth X Spider Man, which is the spider cop, I think, who was standing around with a mask on. Uh, I didn't even realize that Julia Carpenter was in there either.
0: I'm pretty sure I even saw Spirit Spider there. Spider
1: Wolf was there. Captain Spider, who is. What if Flash Thompson was bitten by the radioactive spider? I didn't think Doppelganger was in there. I didn't even see Doppelganger. I didn't see Doppelganger. The spider armor made an appearance. The yeah, Future Foundation Spider-Man was in there. I don't think I saw him. Superior Spider-Man was in there. I, didn't I definitely didn't see him. I definitely see didn't him. see him. I feel like I would have seen him. Iron Spider, they say, was in there. Okay. I did see Last Stand Spider-Man. I saw him. Uh, big Time Spider-Man, the Bullet Points. Bruce Banner was there. Ultimate Tarantula. Sp- I saw Spider Side. Spider Side was in the Peter Parked car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even like even this list on Den of Geek had a bunch of Spider-Man that I didn't even know were in there. I
0: have to I'll watch. I guess have it to go see it again. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'll have to, like, pause and, like, write down all the ones I see. Yeah. Or, t- or take, <laughs> take a, a drink for every time you see a Spider-Man, you know? Yeah,
1: but, I mean, overall, it, it was it was 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I loved it. I I can understand why a lot of people didn't like it, you know?
0: I think I like it more when the next part comes out and I can watch them as a whole.
1: Yeah, I feel like it might go, it might go better as a trilogy.
0: Ian, go see it. Go <laughs> <I> see
1: it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. What we got next? Uh, next, I guess we're talking about superhero movies. Yeah, right. Sure Our superhero. last
0: topic so that Ian can finally go to bed because he's dozing off over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we wanted to bring up the topic of where we think superhero movies are right now and And how they're faring and where they're going, um, especially with how The Flash had recently come out and didn't do so hot at the box Mm -hmm. office. Critically, it didn't do too bad, but it definitely did not bring in the amount of money that was predicted. Um, Personally, my opinion on it is I don't think anybody's really struck the multiverse story, and I think that's been really kind of hurting everybody across the board.
1: Except for Into the Spider-Verse. And except the for Spider-verse. Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Except for those. That's that's like a... I was going to say that maybe people just had to superhero films 20 years later. But then... but I mean, the, the, Across the Spider-Verse did well, so... It's different though. It's animated. It's yeah, sick. which would expect it to do less than a typical superhero movie. I mean... So,
1: no Way Home... Good with multiverse.
0: Right, but I think. But that was at the beginning of this multiverse stage, too. That was probably what the last MCU movie that really did well. I can't think of anything else that did as good as that one. Are you in the
1: Galaxy? Uh, um, three.
0: Did it? I know it was a good movie, don't get me wrong, but. I
1: don't like a box office
0: But that also, like. It also didn't really partake in the whole multiverse story, though. That was kind of on its own, but... I don't know. For me, I don't find the excitement anymore. Just because there's, like... I don't know, there's not any movies coming along the horizon that I'm super excited for as far as superhero movies go. Yeah. I think, though, like, in general, the whole public excitement has gone down, and I know... COVID was part of that. I know the writer's strike is a little bit a part of that, but I think in general, like Marvel, I don't think has a good direction. And I know we've talked about it a couple of times, but now that we're, what, two years, three years into the new multiverse saga, there's not really a big time direction. In DC, I don't think has really done well enough for people to get excited for it anymore
1: yeah especially now with uh, James Gunn taking over now and like I feel like it's gonna take a while to get it's gonna yeah to like,
0: even started. anything
1: started you know what I mean
0: yeah and I don't I mean I know they had a lot of hope for the Flash but I guess like technically speaking it's not in the James Gunn universe yet it's not, like, one that he's directly involved with. But, yeah. I mean, Blue Beetle I'm not super excited for. Doesn't really look anything out of, like, left field or anything extraordinary. And Marvel, with the whole debacle with not only the Rider-Strike, but the whole thing with uh, Jonathan Majors going on, that's, it seems like we're in a little bit of a lull as far as superhero movie excitement goes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though.
0: Oh, no, I I think after a look... I mean, with what we have gotten so far, I'm truly thankful, and I do think maybe, in general, people just need a break from it.
1: Yeah, that's what I think, too.
0: And I think... I still think, to this day, it's very hard to top, like, the pinnacle of superhero movies, which is, you know, the Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home even guardians of the galaxy to throw up there. Yeah, I think they just need uh It's I mean, hard to top and it's hard to get the soup, the the multiversal thing I think too. It's
1: hard to like It's hard to top that like last phase of Marvel like, like So I feel like that was the high point and now it's like they're just kind of coasting along. But, like, even now, like, with this whole, like, multiverse saga starting, like, you haven't really seen much of it. And, like, with, you know, with all this stuff surrounding Jonathan Majors, like, Mm -hmm. they could potentially lose their pinnacle of what they're trying to base their Mm -hmm. new phase around. Right. And what we've
0: seen of Jonathan Majors. I mean, I
1: wouldn't be surprised if a lot of stuff gets delayed because of this.
0: Right. Well, not that Jonathan Majors hasn't done well as King, but I don't think we've really seen a whole lot to even, like... Me, personally, I'm not super interested in King right now. I yeah. mean, what what he's done so far has been good, but it's like, okay, well, you've been here, you've done a really good job, but, like, why should I care about your character?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, and okay. what
0: worries me a little bit is we have had all of these projects happen and we still don't have a whole lot about the multiverse either because if you think about it in phase 4 and 5 so far what it's we've had what like 6 or 7 TV shows like 5 or 6 movies yeah and we still don't have like a clear direction going because like and I know I'm kind of kicking a dead horse over here but we have Shang-Chi over here working on some sort of mythical stuff Then we have, I mean, Guardians over here in the galaxy, like, doing their thing. Then we have Captain Marvel kind of in the cosmic side of things, but then also we have Eternals over here dealing with Celestials and fucking a Celestial coming out of the Earth. Then we have, well, now we're going to have Deadpool fooling around in his own universe with Wolverine and God knows who else. And then we have Moon Knight doing his thing with the Egyptian gods and somehow there hasn't been a major news report about Egyptian gods fighting in whatever Middle Eastern <laughs> town that they're fighting in. And Thor's over here doing his own thing. And yeah. its I think it's just too all over the place without any... It would make sense if you had, like, all right, so Shang-Chi's here with Mrs. Marvel and Moon Knight. And they have collectively one thing that they're moving towards. Then we have the Eternals and, fuck, we'll throw in, like, Nova. Or some sort of, I don't know, some godlike being on this pinnacle fighting Arashem in the beginning of the universe. And then we have, like, the Marvels in one category working towards their goal. Instead of, like, all of them being in different spots of the the board with a whole bunch of different shit going on like you can have like multiple properties going towards one collective plot line but right now everybody's all over the place and technically speaking the only ones that really know about King are Loki um, fucking what's his face Ant-Man. Ant-Man and I'm pretty sure that's fucking it right yeah those are the only, and he's supposed to be the big multiversal threat. I mean, we know that Moon Knight's going to know about him in season two, but and maybe Fantastic Four. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. But I just don't think they have anything like. They just don't have anything going.
0: The, yeah, it's it's all over the place. It's not organized. Which I
1: think, like a, a stagnant, lull of superhero movies, isn't a bad thing.
0: Right, I, I agree. I think it like, gives them I think them it time gets to, to a point sometimes
1: where it just saturates the market. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, like, people get, like, tired of it. Right. Like, you know, especially with, like, all of the, like, DC stuff. Like, I mean, Blue Beetle's coming out. I think Aquaman's still coming out if it yeah. hasn't gotten pushed back. Yeah, but unfortunately nobody's going to give a crap about that one. Because, like, I mean, even now, like... I think if you just, like, give it some time, I feel like maybe superhero movies will resurge back. But, like, for now, I think everyone's just burnt out on it. And I also think, like, as as crazy as it is, like, I also think that the fact that, like, everyone saw Endgame as the end-all be-all. Yeah. Like... It's hard to top that And it's one. hard to top that. Like, I mean, I think they, they kind of did it not like topping it but they kind of brought some of the magic back with guardians 3 mm-hmm. but you know that was just james gunn doing what james gunn does right. and, and, and marvel doesn't a... have james gunn anymore yeah. they don't have the russo brothers they don't have james right gunn. they don't
0: and i mean kevin Feige can't really do it himself
1: yeah so i think they need to find like new new or better like directive leads right well and i think to piggyback off of that too and i think this
0: is A compliment to us as an audience and a compliment to the people creating these movies, we can't just settle for just a superhero origin story anymore. We've, like, so far moved on from that that we need something that's more complex and gives us more. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, I don't really need a whole... I mean, I know they kind of did it with Ms. Marvel, but I don't need really a a typical origin story from Ms. Marvel... Yeah. and they kind of didn't give us a traditional origin story because they introduced all of these like different realm type entities so i think it complements everybody in the sense that we have evolved from the typical superhero movie. yeah i think it's,
1: it's just, just hard like, to
0: know where to go from here
1: yeah i think just it just gotta wait down the line and see what mm-hmm.
0: happens yeah i would agree what are your thoughts em through your snoring I should get it, it should be about like 11 o'clock all the time that he about falls asleep (laughs) because I feel like this happens quite a bit. And I know you work hard and you're up early. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna gonna be younger at 4 o'clock this morning. I'm starting to feel it. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) He might be staying. No, i will be alright. It's only 10 minutes away. Oh, bloody hell. But yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what the solution is, but I do think maybe we do need a break a little bit. And you would have thought that maybe COVID would have helped with that, but
1: well, maybe the writer's strike on for twenty. They've
0: been going on for, right for twenty years too, man. Think about it. Iron Man was it back in two thousand eight. It's been what 23, 22 years. But I mean, to to I mean, to your counterpoint, there's a lot of heroes and villains that they haven't even explored yet that could add on to the whole diversity and the different concepts of what superhero movies are.
1: I think for now, like, the way it is, even, like, I know, like, the writer strike is bad and everything, but this might be, like, the one push to kind of, like, desaturate everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, this might be the one time we can kind of, like, like, not just us as moviegoers, but even, mm-hmm. like, cinemas and, like, people who are... You know, in charge of movies, like they can kind of like take a step back, take a breath. You know, let's revitalize ourselves and let's come back with you know movies again.
0: That's a fair point. Give and give creatives Mm -hmm. some more times to to kind of come up with something truly original. Yeah. Give me time to write my book. Uh, any last thoughts on this topic, gentlemen? No.
1: Yeah. We pretty much covered it.
0: Thank you. Thank you all for listening, as Thank usual. You. Again, after another wonderful hiatus. <laughs> um, I, give me one second, and I have a quote, because we always have to end on this.
1: Uh, well, since, I'll talk real quick. Since cool. I kind of finished up all my comics, I'm going to get ready to start doing some episodes. I know nice. I keep saying that, but... Now that I'm actually, like, done with, like, my huge stack of comics, I actually have time to, like, do stuff now, so I got a few things in the pipeline, comics-wise. I'm going to try to put some more book reviews out myself, honestly.
0: I have, um, actually been doing some one-off videos on our Instagram, uh, um, for, like, weekly recommendations as far as graphic novels go, so I'm going to try to do that weekly, maybe even a couple times a Mm -hmm. week depending on how fast I can read I'm still going to be doing my traditional um think tank uh the book that I'm reading right now is just taking me longer than usual and that's because it's 800 pages and Mm -hmm. it's got some slow parts but I am reading um I'm continuing my my red rising series which I think could be the next big thing just saying Um, so that's going to take a little bit longer for me to get done but that is coming down the pipeline I'm going to be talking about (laughs) that one and then the second to last book in the series as well as soon as I get Dark Age done so quote of the day and then we'll wrap up and see you guys later see (laughs) y'all next time Um, comes from Gwen Stacy in Across the Spider Verse (laughs) I never found the right band, so I started Liam. Aw. Uh-huh. Nice. See y'all next time. I'm Easy Spidey 8 on Instagram. sally 1918 on
1: Instagram. Uh, Clark Ray Kent on Twitter. Cap Ray Flash on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye.